0: how awesome would it be to wake up from a blackout and realize you're on somebody's album snoring?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd start suing for royalties, man. I don't to for free. <laughs> no,
2: I cut him because he's off-tempo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're
1: listening to nothing important. Please
0: enjoy the show. Uh, recording us.
2: All right. Okay, <laughs> That's a lot of pressure.
0: Go. Oh, you just, you just remind me to turn on the backup recorder too. I'm recording it twice. Nice. nice.
1: We we don't do that. We we once did an interview with uh Greg Johnson, who created Toe Jam and Earl on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And uh we talked to him for like an hour and a half. Really cool dude, because he was trying to raise money for the new Toe Jam and Earl game on Kickstarter, and it's one of my all-time favorite games and so I was so it was so awesome he came on I was super stoked like we've talked to like some pretty decent sized celebrities and I don't think anybody's excited me as much as Greg Johnson right Dave yeah no like even my childhood hero Dan Severin the MMA fighter I was like oh that's cool we got Dan on really cool dude but then I was like Greg Johnson toe and and Earl like all... <laughs> so in the studio we have the the control room and then the live room on the other side of the wall and we were recording in the live room because there was four of us we came back after the uh after the interview and the fucking console computer blue screened oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah, wh- wh- what got me to start uh, using a backup recorder is I had a, a a the guitarist of a band called flyleaf on and and it's a, oh, nice. I loved them a lot in high school and it was like the first real like real interview we did where like the management was telling me you have to pick him up at this certain time drop him off back at the venue at this certain time and it was I was nervous and freaking out cuz that's just part of what I do all the time <laughs> and uh, and I started the interview like perfect I, I it sounded like I wasn't nervous and I like he's a guitarist and I I started the interview I was like man I I just don't understand how you sing so beautiful and he didn't get the joke and he was like he's like I'm 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 not the singer and that's how it <laughs> started like it could not have started better <laughs> and 15 minutes in my computer crashed and lost everything. Oh, and I only no. had him for 40 total minutes. So like the inter- I like restarted my computer and started again. So the interview is is me talking to him for 15 minutes and like five songs because that's all I could do. Like it's like <laughs> oh. so so who are you? I'm Samir. Okay, let's listen to a song and then like in between songs, so let's tell us about the next song. And that's all I got to really talk about because my computer crashed. So I made sure that's that should never happen ever that again. That sucks.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well- <laughs> Well, for those of you listening, this is the Nothing Important Podcast. I'm Brian. With me, as always, is my homie, Dave. Dave, say hello. Big 5-0. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this is like our 50th uh, episode, right? Like, we, we, it kind of yeah. snuck up on us, and we had no idea what the hell we were going to do for it. Right, Dave?
2: Right. So we're doing something random.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so what happened was we hit, like, the front page of the internet, fucking Reddit, uh, our podcast, and we put it out there, like, hey, we're in our studio, Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. We're in our studio. Anybody wants to be on the show, talk about your podcast, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And we have Jason from A Basement in Tulsa podcast. Jason, hello. What's going on, man? Hello. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> excited to have you. You and I have, have uh, talked and went back and forth uh, several times on Reddit. And uh, yes. it, it's good to finally talk to you, man. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah. It's good to have you on our it, show.
0: It's, it's good that I was uh, like like a normal Redditor at work and saw that. Right.
1: I don't think anybody I don't think anybody goes on Reddit at home. I don't think that happens. I think it all happens at work. Like everybody might, wants to get paid to Reddit. Nobody does that shit on their own accord.
2: They might as well call it uh, read this form while you're pooping.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So uh Jason, your podcast, a basement in Tulsa, why don't you tell it's, us a little bit about your about your podcast and what you do, my friend?
2: Maybe where it's located. Yeah,
1: maybe <laughs> if you could like
0: pinpoint somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's called From a Basement in Tulsa because I wanted to start with a confusing name because, uh, you know, smart like that, but I just talk to bands and, and people around Tulsa or visiting Tulsa that I'm interested in their, their art, man, and <laughs> that's kind of the, the whole show is just having conversations with, with people with music I like or, I don't know, just artists or authors or whoever will, will come, you know, whoever I can talk into dragging down into a literal basement. <laughs>
1: that's, that's awesome. So wait, do do they come to you? Like you don't do it over the, they they come to a basement, like an actual basement?
0: <laughs> yeah. And it started, I, I moved into a, a basement apartment and it's just as creepy as you would first picture, but I didn't <laughs> see it that way because I loved it. It was cool. It was like a hobbit hole. And then I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and kept the name and started getting interviews and people like my friends, of course, would come over and that's fine. But as we started getting people, I didn't really know. It was kind of hard to like, Tell them like, yeah, you don't have to walk to the back of this creepy house into this creepier basement, and and <laughs> me the host like you have to walk past the TPI built for who knows why to just walk into this weird basement. So like, it, it really is that crazy. We, we're now in a studio though. Uh, when I moved out of the apartment, I just rented a basement office space. Ah, uh, so it, gotcha. it's easier to get people there. Awesome. You what- walk into. A- you walk into a corporate lobby first and it make, makes you feel like you're doing something professional and then we take you to the creepy part, which is the basement. Uh, ah,
2: Correct. so it's like, it's it's uh, not what we do here because this studio is located on the third floor uh, above uh-huh. a bar. So it's oh, like there's cool. the entrance to the bar and then there's this wooden door next to it. And when I bring clients up the first time, they're like, why are we going up all these stairs into this creepy ass building? There's like one <laughs> sticker that says the name of the studio on it. So it's like it's legit studio. See, we have a sticker.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anytime I picture like a side door at a bar, the first thing I, I imagine is as how many people have peed on that door. Uh, oh, <laughs> like, god damn it. I touch that door handle <laughs> every day. That's the first thing I think of.
1: And it's probably really true because this this can be a pretty uh yeah. rowdy irish bar sometimes Dave oh, yeah. and i uh back in the day used to have a band and uh it's actually the bar we recorded our live cd at so yeah. i can only imagine uh-huh. the body fluids that are on that door there's got to be blood <laughs> urine and
2: oh yeah if people <laughs> pass out on the second floor the owner will let somebody up to the second floor <laughs> which is empty and they'll just pass out and you know sometimes i've shown up for a session and just heard somebody snoring in this other room and i'm like get me the fuck out of here what's going on <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> How awesome would it to be to wake up from a blackout and realize you're on somebody's album snoring?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd start suing for royalties, man. I don't work for free. <laughs> no, I cut him because he's off-tempo.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what kind of music do you, li- you listen to? What, what kind of bands and such do you, do you try to get on your show?
0: Uh, well, a, lo- a lot of them are, are just Tulsa bands, obviously, because that's what we have here. But mm-hmm. anything that I'm, that I'm into, it tends to be a lot of Americana, a lot of rock, uh, I like some hippie stuff. I don't know. I don't know the, what genre is to call it, but it's a lot of. It, I try to keep it random too. Like I try to mm. have it to where somebody, anybody, can listen to the show and at least find a band they like. Hopefully,
2: yeah, hit all the demographics, expand, yeah. diversify. Yeah. yeah,
0: I haven't. I haven't talked to any like rap artists at all, and I don't know. I it's. I think it's because like all the like the people I meet in that scene kind of seem like dicks a lot of time, and I think that's kind of the like a thing they have to do.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, an image thing maybe. Yeah, I guess it's really nice when you sit
0: down with them. <laughs> but other than that, I, you probably will find. Go ahead.
2: I was say I work with a lot of uh, of new, upcoming, young, inexperienced rappers, and they're all like uh-huh. super nice and super eager. Yeah. And there's no ego about them yet, but it seems like once they start blowing up, because that's their whole goal, <laughs> is just to blow up. They don't really give a shit about making good art, and uh, once they start getting there, then they get a little cocky, and then they have their image. They always had to present, right?
1: Well, yeah, you you got to be a tough guy. It's just like if you're a if you're a rock and roll guy, you kind of got to live up to the whole rock and roll lifestyle, right? You got to
2: do drugs and and bang women. Yeah, and, you
0: got to do a lot of cool drugs. Yeah,
1: which which is why I always say I'd probably be like the lamest rock star ever because I like have no desire to do drugs or even like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know like uh, smash hotel rooms and any of that shit. So. <laughs> Brian does no drugs and <laughs> I don't bang women, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you do you play any <laughs> do you play any instruments yourself?
0: I, I play a little guitar. I've 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 played a, around a lot, quite a bit actually, playing acoustic and singing like cheesy acoustic songs. But I never nice. got really great at guitar, so it was never like something I could feel confident doing. So I can I can record, I can talk into a microphone. Okay, so I figure I can podcast better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you want to throw us a song to throw up for our mid show music break this week, you're more than welcome to do so. Totally. Oh, uh, cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to search Jason Ferguson on Spotify and pick one. That'd be cool. Okay. Or, yeah. Well, actually, actually, there's three of us. I'm, I'm Jason Ferguson and with the unicorn butterfly on the logo. There's also nice. a Red Dirt Jason Ferguson and kind of an R and B Jason Ferguson. And I don't really, I don't really know how to separate that in Spotify or iTunes. Like we're all just kind of grouped together as one artist. And I also think that's hilarious. So.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's three different people with the same name.
0: Yeah, same name, and like our albums are all listed by the same artist.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, write... I actually, had people. I actually, had people when I released my album a couple of years ago that that were like, "Your music changed, man," because they went and listened to the Red Dirt one instead.
1: <laughs> Wrong guy, dude. <laughs> you should write a song about how you're the Jason. Like you're, you're the yeah. and how much better
2: you are than the other. Yeah, two. fuck all those posers, man. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the real Jay Ferg. <laughs>
0: What sucks about that is those guys are more popular than I am, so they show up first, and they'll be like, "Eh, it's hard to be like, I'm the real Jason Ferguson when it's like the last track on the list. Uh,
2: No, that's how you do it. That's what makes you, like, you got to have the balls to come out and be like, you guys are more popular. Well, A, piggybacking on your success, bitches, and I'm going to claim that I'm the real one. Right, yeah. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If I want to piggyback off success with my name, I think I'll use, my last name is Ferguson, and all the way growing up, I was called Fergie. And then, I think around like eighth grade somewhere, this this other Fergie started getting pretty popular, or at least I found out about her. And, and I used to think it was like ruining my life, but uh, it, I could use that, that same logic you just applied and, and use that. I'm the real Fergie. Right, That's right.
1: I, I was actually going to make a Clarissa explains it all joke because her, her brother's <laughs> name was Ferg.
0: <Bert.
1: laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so
2: gay. I, I had so a lame. similar experience though, because everybody called me Buckethead all through high school. That was my football <laughs> nickname. And I really wanted to use that. I am a guitar player. I was, I'm actually a pretty good guitar player. And uh I wanted to use it as my name. And then I was like, Oh, there's another fucking guitar player who's amazing that goes by Buckethead. So I just go by Dave. <laughs> so,
1: so the most simple, lamest uh name possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave, Dave is pretty good, When uh it's funny that you're talking about uh piggybacking off of people's success because Dave and I for years when we had a band, that's pretty much all we did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's that was our whole thing. That was how we got to where we got.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you know, better, better than average. We, we had some success and traveled a bit, so it, it wasn't too bad nowadays. Uh, you know, now that we're older and I got a family and such now, now we're kind of relegated to our, uh, I, I don't know if you listen, but we have uh, once a month, we have a segment called that time of the month where oh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, where we'll cover a, a, a song by a female artist. And, uh, Dave usually takes the reins on that and has done pretty well. Speaking of, uh, Fergie, his cover of uh, "Big Girls Don't Cry" is probably one of the greatest covers I've ever heard
2: in my life. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> well, I'm honored that you'd cover one of my songs, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we can't cover one of your songs because you're He's not. because the, the Fergie song Oh, the again. Fergie! Oh God, way over my head. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> You did what I told you to do and then when you did it I missed it. Right. See, Ugh. I always I always miss jokes. I always Yeah, usually it's Brian that misses the jokes. Right. And well uh,
1: people stare at me like, "Dude, you didn't get that?" I'm like, "No, what are you talking about?" See, Dave you dropped the ball, man. Damn it. You dropped it.
2: Like a like a, a you know, bad basketball player.
1: Right. I don't even know what that means. What I the dropped the ball again. <laughs> no, I'd be like a bad football player. <laughs> right because that's basketball. any sport involving a ball no not basketball though because the whole point is to drop the ball that's god damn it, right? you're right yeah it's a bad football
0: player. <laughs> you have to Are drop you? it forcefully though
1: right oh, okay so it's like a, like okay, you have to so. throw it at the ground right so, so i guess like it depends like on how bad, bad you're missing song. the joke right well, yes. like if, you, well if you miss not, it
0: really bad well if you miss a joke, joke really bad you <laughs> i'm sorry
1: Every every joke we do misses really bad. We're, we're,
2: yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to start the phrase, um, you know, it's like a like a confused person at an orgy. Sometimes things just snowball the wrong direction.
1: Nice, nice. that's <laughs> it's
2: deep. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that stick so, someday. Uh, so before before
1: we got you on the uh, before we got you on the horn. Uh, You asked me a question, which microphone do I like better? And I got to be honest, I don't have any fucking clue. I just kind of show up and Dave, Dave shows me. So so Dave, what microphone are you using?
2: Okay, so Brian's voice sounds better on the RE20 than it does on the SM7. And uh-huh. since he does the most of the talking, um, I just use the other one. So Brian uses oh, the okay. RE20, I use the SM7. It, it's a little better on me. Like We both sound better on their respective microphones. We used to do it the other way. And then one day we switched and I was just like, "Oh, improvement." Right,
1: cuz my voice is kind of ridiculous. Right? Yes, like it's,
2: But for our, most of our recordings, we're both at home with SM58s talking oh, over cool. Skype recording ourselves.
1: Yeah, nah, we uh, uh because Dave's he's he's actually about like 40 miles south of where I am. I live in downtown Chicago and Dave's uh like on the ass end of the suburbs, so <laughs> So when I was a stay-at-home dad it was easy for us to get together but as I jump back into my career and everything like that like uh we we do a lot of uh uh
2: remote recording you remote would say.
1: recording and and patching it together but it, it's nice on days like today when we're both in the studio and uh you know we get people like you to call in it's a, it's a lot of fun what what setup do you use
0: uh, I'm using uh, I'm talking now into an SM58 uh into uh interface I bought recently that crashed my computer uh, mm. So my mixer broke. I I, I love telling the story to people that understand, Uh, which my mixer broke. And instead of buying a new mixer that I ran into a, like a small interface into my computer, I just bought a big interface that has enough inputs that I would ever need. I can plug in eight microphones at the same time. And as soon as I like, and walking out of guitar center, I, Asked the guy, I was like, "Well, this work on my computer," and didn't even look at it. He's like, "Of course it will. Like if you're gonna give me money, of course it works on any computer." You know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like the first recording, it just my computer wouldn't handle it at all. Uh, so I also had to buy a new computer, and and so that's that's what I'm using: SM58 into a Scarlett i8 i20 and into just a, a Mac. Nice. And, and I'm I just started using F. SM58s, and it's funny to me because in the old basement before we moved here, I bought condenser mics, because recording music, that's just what I always used, Mm -hmm. and in the old studio, it worked just fine, and so I had like four dynamic SM58s, and then I started buying these condenser mics and started using them, and when I moved over to the new studio, I just kept using them, even though it kind of sounded terrible and took a lot of work to remove background noise. Mm Mm-hmm. And i've had s m fifty eight sitting here the whole time since april, and finally this week I was like, why don't I just use those and, and it sounds <laughs> <laughs> so much better
2: uh, <laughs> yeah brian brian uh can't really handle or condenser microphones can't really handle brian's voice there's already enough bleed and, <laughs> uh, and, and you know're hard to tame them, so yeah dynamics work just. For what we're doing. Also, while you were giving that explanation,
1: Dave gave me the look of uh, "you don't know what the fuck he's talking about, do you?"
2: Like, no, I have no clue. Actually, I you, I thought that you had made a motion towards me, like you're trying to get my attention. Like oh you were no! Gonna, like whisper something while, while no. Jason was talking.
1: And, and also, our dynamic is bad too. <laughs> we. Uh, what what microphone did um did Mike Dawson from the Adam Carolla show use? Dave? I don't remember. Yeah, we had uh, we had Mike Dawson, who's the engineer for the Adam Carolla show. And uh, he gave all sorts of great insights into uh, podcasting setup and microphones. Yeah, and I, I,
2: I got to drill him about the Adam Corolla, like what, what the compression ratios he uses and what his mic and preamp setup is. But it's, it's something I never heard of, honestly. It's just like a one a one input USB flash drive sized interface or something that's like it's a USB wow. interface. And uh, it's sick. And he just does like a little like two to one compression. And it's, it sounds great, honestly.
1: The man knows his stuff. He was a pretty hilarious yeah. dude. Too. Uh,
2: wait, that wasn't the Adam Carolla podcast. That was his own podcast he does from his house. But it sounds just as good as the Adam Carolla,
1: right? Podcast. But he also uses that to do like a drive time <coughs> DJ radio show in yeah. Michigan from L.A. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so that was interesting. Yeah.
1: So what's the uh, what's the biggest band you've, you've had on your show? And I know like that. Flyleaf, be... Brian. You already said it.
2: Oh,
0: sorry. Uh, that's that's i think that's I, it depends on what you'd call biggest i mean in in their career they were the biggest but i don't know if they are that now they're just putting out a new album kind of getting back into the game i think i think right now the biggest band at the moment is a band called the main they called in it was just like a phone interview and mm-hmm. it's a, like when they retweeted our show uh, my phone was completely not usable for a full hour and it's never been that way like because of the twitter notifications of people freaking wow. out and i was like i was like i was like trying to steal their fame, you know, like I'm getting famous too. I'm the real domain. main uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, that's uh yeah. Uh I'm I just now like in the last like six months figured out Twitter. So that's
0: that's gonna
2: <laughs> I still haven't tried yet.
0: <laughs> oh it hasn't happened since that like oh, that well, since that time. <laughs> well, that's
1: that's <laughs> the hardest thing as a um you know because like we we talk about podcasting a lot too is Essentially, when it comes down to it, and uh, you've probably seen me argue with this uh, with people on Reddit, but everybody wants to think that people that do this're like the next fucking Mark Mirren or some shit right? like everybody thinks that podcasting is going to be like the death of radio and uh and all this uh all this stuff, but it's actually really hard to get going and build a following and and get interviews and such
0: yeah. I, I have, luckily my girlfriend is a big part of, the, of our show and she handles all of the booking and the dealing with management and the dealing with the musicians until they get to the studio. So like my, my part is actually pretty easy. Like I just came and called you guys and I'm doing my part, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so I luck out with that because I, I really don't do any of the booking. Uh, if I think of somebody I want to be on the show, I'm just like, hey, let's contact this band and then either they, they show up or, or they don't.
1: What what was the first band that you reached out to?
0: Uh, The first bigger band, or I playing music in Tulsa. The first many episodes are all my friends that I've played shows with a lot, and even bands are coming into town that I've played it with other towns, or played shows with in other towns. I don't remember the first one that we. (laughs) I remember the first first. I think the first person I didn't know personally was also a Tulsa band, and this is also when my girlfriend took over because I was in the old. Really creepy basement, and with like my friends, I could I could message them and be like, "Hey, you want to come to the basement and talk into a microphone?" And that's how I would book my friends for the show. But I messaged this girl who was doing a festival, and I was just not even thinking about you know me being a random guy that she doesn't know messaging her on Twitter, uh, like, "Hey, you want to come to this basement and talk into the microphones?" And uh, my, my girlfriend immediately took over the booking because she's like, "You can't, you can't just like come across, you can't just come across so creepy." Right, <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the luckily the girl thought it was hilarious, and but still, I don't, I, I don't remember the like the first bigger band though.
2: I should start using that as a pickup line, like, "Hey, girl, you want to come <laughs> hey. to my? You want to come up to my studio and talk into my microphone? <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> you would hear the worst." <laughs> I, I I randomly remembered this. I I spent like five years playing music in a blackout, which I'm sure you guys see, or it may have experienced, but I was just playing and drinking. And that's kind of all my goal was just to go have fun and play music and drink. I remember like the worst time trying to pick up a girl was I had just gotten t-shirts, like nice t-shirts for the first time. And uh, I wanted to to talk to this girl. So I wrote my phone number on the t-shirt and was like, Hey, here's my shirt. Call me sometime. And then like, just realized that I I wrote my phone number huge on like the outside of the neck of this white T shirt. So like, <laughs> if she ever tried to wear the sh- the shirt, it would just be like my phone number <laughs> going down the front of her shirt. <laughs> I, I, I never heard from her. Uh, <laughs> Bitch, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe she washed her shirt. Yeah, maybe she <laughs> washed well, her shirt. It was a Sharpie. Maybe man. she That's used not some of that anyway. new hide stain
1: lifting power. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she if you work keeps- for Tide and you want to advertise on the Nothing Important <laughs> podcast, sales at nothingimportantpodcast.com. dot <laughs> com. <laughs> we're we're shameless. We'll take anybody, pretty much, except for uh, Comcast, American Airlines, and several other people that we pissed off over <laughs> <episode laughs> of the past year. So <laughs> Toby Keith, <laughs> Toby Keith, definitely never going to come on <laughs> our show. <laughs> I, I well,
0: wanted to pretend offended that like you'd take anyone, but then I was like, well, you're talking to me. Like I couldn't even pretend to be offended because it's like so true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, man. You well, see, you called us, and what right, did that say yeah. about you? <laughs> no, but uh, uh,
1: Jason, uh, but thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we're going to cut it there. Please make sure, uh, go ahead, promote anything you.
2: This uh, is a fake closing, by the way. This is
1: a fake closing, by uh, the way. Okay, So okay. start with please, right, so we're, okay. please.
2: Feel free to promote. Say okay, that can part I, again. All
1: right. So, anyway.
0: Can I squeeze it? I'm sorry. All right so Can I squeeze Jason, in one more story that I think you'll like. <laughs>
1: yes. Absolutely. Yes, please do.
0: Uh, uh, with Samir, that, that first bigger band interview it was also our 50th episode, the one that crashed my computer and everything. The first thing he said to me when he sat down because I have posters hanging up everywhere, and it's just bands that I like or have seen. And he sat down, and he's like, "Oh, cool, when did you have Garth Brooks on your show?" Oh <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I didn't know, like I didn't understand how to tell him that his management like he didn't know anything about my show. The management just sends him, says, Hey, this person's picking you up and he doesn't he doesn't know anything. So I don't know, I thought it was hilarious that he I was like I didn't want to tell him like, Oh, you're our first like famous person.
1: No, you should've played that off and like <laughs> be yeah. like, Oh man, let me tell you about that. We recorded him about a year and a <laughs> half ago and then my fucking computer crashed and we lost it <laughs> all. <laughs> But I, I'll tell you what, Garth, hell of a guy, hell of a guy,
2: that Garth Brooks, <laughs> kind of a dick, but you know, yeah, just just don't ask him about Sparky,
1: right? Like he broke my favorite coffee <laughs> mug and didn't even say sorry. But I mean, hey, it's Garth Brooks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, surprisingly awesome. honest, Jason. Great talking to you. Uh, go ahead. Let's let's hear you uh, promote everything you got going on, website, podcast, all that stuff.
0: All right, cool. It's just, it's just from a basement in Tulsa, and that's at fromabasementintulsa.com at Fabit Podcast to make it shorter. And Fabit is a hilarious word that I like, just saying Fabit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. In iTunes and everywhere you listen to podcasts, Silly we fabbit. should be there. <laughs> 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 All
1: right. Yes. Thanks. Jason from A Basement in Tulsa, thank you for being on Nothing Important. Thanks so
0: much for having me, you guys. It's been fun.
2: Today's Mid Show Music Break is the song One Night Stand from the man you just heard, Jason Ferguson. Check him out on Spotify and other places i think there it is An excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. New Year's resolutions. This was an excerpt from the book of things
1: Dave doesn't care about. (laughs) All right, fuck it. We'll talk about this. All right. So real quick, muscle memory. Uh, So we were just talking about how um, even though a guitar could be very similar and even of the same brand, your your muscle memory... uh, it, it can mess you up playing like a different model or like yeah, a, playing a
2: different model. Cause your hands might be in a different position relative to the, your body. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like anybody that's been like in a sport or done any sort of repetitive motion. Like it, it's weird because like I grew up a wrestler, I wrestled in college for a time. And even to this day, like, I still have like the oh, muscle yeah, memory. Yeah, probably for that.
2: still like an instinct would kicked in that you could hip-top somebody with perfect form because it's just ingrained. Right. Yeah.
1: And then it was funny because as you were saying that, I was sitting there thinking uh, one of the games I played most of my life is is Mario Brothers 2 on the Nintendo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And of course, there's like several different versions of that now. There was like Mario 2 for the uh, Game Boy Advance, even though they changed up some, some things. It, essentially, it's Mario 2, you know, and then there's Mario 2 on the super nintendo right mm-hmm. and it's funny you brought up an instrument because i guess in this case the instrument would be the the controller right yeah right so i got really used to playing it throughout the years on the original nintendo controller you know where the a button and b button are like straight line from each other so like you roll your thumb right right well then as uh, things progressed and uh, you know nintendo's they're hard to get working we have a super nintendo that we play the super mario all stars version on where the run button is actually above the Mm. jump button so you roll your finger down and you can hit hit the jumps, right? Right, right. So now I have it downloaded on the Wii U in our family room, and even though it's a similar uh, setup for the controller, it's still completely different just because, I mean, functionally, like, the buttons are the same distance. They're, like, the same size. They look the same. Mm -hmm. But I can feel the difference going from playing the, the Super Nintendo version to the uh the wii u version even though it's the same software wise it's the same version of the game but the feel of the controller yeah
2: the angle is a little different or the way it sits in your hand is different and you're so used to just your thumb being in this one perfect spot right yeah now you're you're just you're moving it just the slightest bit can throw you off
1: so i can only imagine like as a guitarist because it's um you know when we used to play in the band and stuff like that people would pick up other people's Mm-hmm. instruments all the time and now thinking about it i remember you picking up other people's guitars to play with it and you'd play a song you played a hundred times and you'd hit like a sourdough and you'd be like hold yeah. on a second yeah. like and then you'd have to play it again was it was that just you adjusting to like the slight like differences from your like sometimes
2: memory? or the yeah like that or the space between the strings you know because i play like a fatter guitar with like a little bit wider space so yeah mm-hmm. like and i have these fat fingers so i had to be perfect in my placement if i'm off by a millimeter i'm hitting the next string or messing up Right. So yeah, just a little bit of difference can really throw you off.
1: That's how I feel with like texting on my on my cell phone. I always get a lot of <laughs> shit because I don't
2: proofread text no, you don't. messages
1: because it's a fucking text message. I, I kinda hate text messaging anyway, but it mm. appears to be everybody's uh
2: preferred form of communication. Right.
1: Preferred form of like mm-hmm. if you would have told me like in the nineteen nineties when we were growing up that like, hey, you know what? Everybody's essentially gonna go back to writing notes to each other, <laughs> I'd have been like oh, that's fucking retarded. We have telephones, just call me up. Yeah. Right? But no, we went from we went from like carrier pigeon to pony express to mail <laughs> to telephones to long distance telephones to video chat. To video chat and now we're back to fucking writing notes to each other, but now we're not even using like regular keyboards. Like outside of work, I very rarely use my goddamn computer at home. <laughs> even though it'd be even though it, you know, like I have a master's degree. I've written papers and papers and theses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Like, so I can hammer out a, a letter and it'll be like perfect. Like I'll hardly have to spell check it. But on the phone, man, sometimes the words don't even fucking come close to what I was trying to <laughs> no, do. No, sometimes
2: they don't. I send you a lot of question marks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like to your credit, you're actually starting to get used to like like my, my total. Yeah,
2: now, now it's kind of pick and choose. Like sometimes I'll just give you shit about it. Right. Sometimes I'll just be like, I know what he's saying. Right. And sometimes I'm literally like, what? yeah <laughs> what
1: <laughs> so uh you know fucking uh uh muscle memory is fucking insane
2: you're listening to nothing important she likes to talk with her mouth open
1: who likes to talk with her mouth open
2: my grandmother
1: like uh like doesn't doesn't uh keep quiet or
2: no what i meant to say was she likes to talk with her mouth full of food
1: oh gotcha, gotcha. but
2: instead i said she likes to talk with her mouth open hmm <laughs> ah. then you're kenny from south park you know right
1: yeah, you, you know what's kind of weird is uh, now that I have children and they have grandparents and such, I sit there and think about it like when, when I grew up without uh, grandparents and not because my parents were divorced or anything like that. My parents, shit, they've been married like 47 years and still make out and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, growing up, uh, all my grandparents were ill and they all passed away before I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. Like I have very vague memories of my
2: mother's father other than that i have no which is unfortunate because grandparents are so cool right yeah you uh, know like I it's see, like uh, they have the kid but they're not the parent
1: right like yeah. like a perfect example would be my father i have a nephew and uh like my dad i'd play video games and my dad just be like oh my god be like stop playing the fucking video games right mm-hmm. but my nephew i remember like 10 years ago he was playing like madden like 2003 or something like that, like on (laughs) on the original Xbox. Mm -hmm. And my dad actually sat down and like tried to play it with them, And I was like, dude, never in a million years. Right. Like, I'm not going to say the video game, but I have a video game world record and his attitude towards that was, Oh, I'm sorry. Is that supposed to be cool? (laughs) You know what I mean. Like, I'm like, I'm the best in the world. Like this, like, I'm like, uh, world championships by me, one world championships by anybody else in this family, exactly zero. You know, like, like, give me a thumbs up. You know, and he's, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry
2: sorry cool? you such a nerd dude <laughs> yeah. he's just the, he's probably like he heard that and he's just like god i failed as a father
1: no nah, yeah he's probably like he's probably like oh that fucking game he played all the time first off he was probably like uh you're still playing that game and then second <laughs> off it probably blew his mind that there was like video game records
0: yeah
2: yeah true <laughs> see my dad would be like he would he would think it's awesome and he would be yeah. like, he was like, you know, he would be all into it. He'd be like, that's fucking awesome, dude! Like, yeah. I didn't know. Tell me more about this crazy right. game that you, you know, became successful. Like, you applied yourself to something. That's the thing. I guess that's the thing. It's like, you actually applied yourself to something.
1: <laughs> well, see, that's the weird <laughs> thing about my parents. Like, you, you know, my parents uh, decently. You mm-hmm. know, we've been around each other for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, and that—that's the funny thing about my parents is uh, they're. You know, my mom is mom, so like anything in the world, is like, oh, that's so cool. You know, like mm-hmm. even stuff like tattoos. I, I drew all of my tattoos. My parents hate tattoos, but if they get the chance to like use it as a moment to brag for me, mm-hmm. they'll totally do it. Be like, i didn't be like, uh, I didn't know your son had so many tattoos. And my mom will be like, yeah, he drew them all himself. <laughs> How about that? He drew. Such I, a good artist. When he dies, I'm going to
2: skin him and hang him to the fridge.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, so good, so good.
2: Right? Get it? Because showing off your artwork right, for everybody. Yeah, you know, right. right. Hanging
1: in front of that with that magnet. Mm. No, like, But it's got to be like uh, one of them shitty... Remember when pizza places used to give like the little square magnets about the size of a business card? With the menu on
2: it? Yeah, really? with the yeah. You got to hang it
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just barely strong enough of a magnet to hold a piece of paper. Right. Like so it always fell or like tilted. Yeah, he's like
2: four of them. Right, yeah. You're doubling up <laughs> magnets, like one in the middle of two pieces and then one on the corner of each side. No, yeah. what the key to
1: that is though <laughs> is uh, I remember... I'd go to the fridge when I was little and want to put something on the fridge. I'm like, fuck, I don't got any magnets. So I just like cut one of those in four to make four magnets out of the ones. (laughs) (laughs) I had had four magnets. But that's the thing is like in person, I'll be like, big whoop, you played a video game? Like uh, that's super cool, Brian. Like right on. (laughs) But I've also called him at uh, certain times because the weird thing is growing up, I don't recall my parents having friends. Not that they're not like antisocial, but like. When you have four kids, yeah, you, don't you know, have time, and you're both trying to make ends meet, you know, and like you're working at a factory and the mom's a nurse and all that, you know, you don't really have times. I can't remember, like me and my wife, we're fortunate enough to where we're in a position where I can pay somebody to watch the kids for an evening, mm-hmm. so me and my wife can go out to dinner. right. I do not remember my parents ever going on a date, not no? once. Wow, so now that they're older and all the kids are moved out, you know, and like my dad, my dad's retired and, and, and they're doing okay for themselves. You know, um, they actually have friends now. And it's like the weirdest <laughs> thing. And my mom will be like, be like, Oh, my, this is my son, Brian. I'll be like, I'm like, I am Brian. I'm their son, you know? <laughs> and then I'll know her, she'll be like, you know, he has a video game world record. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like I was all proud and showed you the, the like, certified letter and certificate. And you guys were like, Oh, that's cool. But they'll use it as a chance to brag about it. I'll be like, oh, my son, he's like one of the biggest nerds out there.
2: That's right. Secretly, you're proud. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: another thing my dad does is like, um, so you make any money off that? Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: what? No. <laughs> well, I don't have we ever talked about what was your parents' reaction to our song being on the radio?
1: Our songs being on the radio. Okay. So Dave and I, we had a song. I think we talked about it before. It was mm. like a half assed parody of a song because we needed to fill time when we were recording a live CD. And the recording's terrible because we didn't know the lyrics. I think we played it twice. And I, was I was
2: reading the chords off a sheet of paper and you were reading the lyrics off yeah, a sheet of paper. Yeah, like so
1: like it was like uh it was like a fifth grade band. Like you had right. to have all the stuff in front of you just a, just to a, like
2: There's a spot where I clearly hit a wrong note. I said, wait a second and started yeah. playing again. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> But somehow this song like blew up and whatever. That's cool for anybody that enjoys it or likes it. Even to this day it's still played on some of the local radio stations. Mm-hmm.
2: People still talk about which it. Which is
1: there. weird. And, uh, again, my parents, they brag about that. They they brag about that. We had this like local radio hit mm-hmm. and, and all this, but you know, as well as I do, my parents were not by any stretch of the imagination, a fan of our band. Right. No. My yeah. dad was like at one of our first shows and he just looked me in the eyes like, well, I'll never come to one of your shows ever again. <laughs> and, and he held to that until our very last show where he actually showed up, but then he was embarrassed because I made it a point to point out that he said he'd never come to a show, and he was actually at this one. We like had like the spotlight on him, and I was like, everybody say, hi, Harold! And everybody's like, hi,
0: Harold! Like 300 people (laughs) screaming at
1: my dad. But now, all these years later, my dad's all, oh, yeah, yeah, Brian plays that damn song. Like, yep, that's my boy. Remember the joke is to be like, I'm Harold's boy. Because we live in a tight, tight knit community where literally every knows everybody knows everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. But so everybody knows everybody, so they just be like, "Oh, you're, you know, like uh, Brian. That's Harold's boy." And so, like that <laughs> used to be like a big joke too. Is as I would always hope that people would be at our shows from the area and go back and be like, "Oh, I saw your boy, I saw your boy on stage using those fancy fuck words." <laughs>
2: <laughs> my uh, my parents were super proud. Yeah because yeah, my my mom was always the uh uh go be a scientist, you know, mm-hmm. use your brain for something important, bullshit. And I was right. like, Well, I'm an artist. I don't want to use my brain for that. Right. So getting on the radio was kind of what helped with the support of my chosen career path thing. My dad was just like, My con- my son is the coolest kid in the world. <laughs> 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 He's so fucking proud. Just I, like, I think I
1: think my parents my thing own. is because I'm so much different from the rest of my my family. Mm-hmm. You know, like even, even growing up, like, uh, like my brother and sisters all had curfews. I never once had a curfew. I I would stay the night, like on a Thursday night at a friend's house playing video games and they'd just be like, oh, I'll stay the night. But like, but like my sister and brothers couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like they just had weird be being
2: the middle school. child. Yeah. Cause well, usually I mean, it's like the oldest doesn't have a curfew, ruins it for the youngest. Mm-hmm. i.e., me. Right. And then, or it's the oldest has a curfew and abides by it. And then, so the younger one gets a little more leeway.
1: Yeah. No, man. You know? My parents just kind of always let me do my own thing. Like, hmm. uh, like even in current day I travel, right? I love to travel. Like I don't buy shit. Like, like you will never catch me buying a $200 pair of jeans. And the reasoning is not because I don't think they're nice or even that I can't buy a $200 pair of jeans. It's just more like, or, I right. could buy a $30 pair of jeans and take $170 and go stay at a hotel five hours away.
2: Right. You know exactly. what I mean?
1: Like, and my parents don't understand that even though they traveled and went on vacations, they they don't get that. It's, it's just like all through high school, my entire goal with sports and everything was get out of this town. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I have any real animus towards the town. It's just, I always saw it as there's so much more out
2: there. You're a big world person,
1: right? Big world person. But like my sister's, and brother, they, they like being around small world people. Yeah. So, you know, like, like, so they, they don't understand. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah. Uh, next year planning a trip to Italy. My dad's like, why? <laughs> I'm like, uh, cause
2: there's really cool shit in Italy. Yeah. I don't, cause I've never fucking been there. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's an entirely, it's an entirely different society with an entire differently, different history and culture. Right. Kind of want to see exactly. That. Yeah. It's
1: kind of like in the Truman Show where he's trying to go to like Zimbabwe or something.
2: Fiji. I think he's talking about Fiji, Fiji. Yeah, he's trying
1: to go to Fiji and mm-hmm. they're trying to convince him otherwise. And they're like, why would you want to go to Fiji? And he's like, I've never been there. Isn't that why people go places? And I'm yeah. like, fucking exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Or my dad, he uses the classic joke like, hey, dad, I, I think I'm going to um, go to England. I mean, really, like a flight's like 300 bucks. Like I could probably stay somewhere cheap. Or even in a hostel or Airbnb some shit. And I'll just go right. to England and bum them around London for a couple days and then I'll fucking come home. Well, why? You already speak English. I'm like, <laughs> dude, come on, seriously? Like
2: Because <laughs> pictures don't do anything justice.
1: They don't, not at
2: all. If pictures did everything justice, then nobody would go anywhere. Right. You know? I still like, I'm going to go back to the Grand Canyon because I see pictures of the Grand Canyon and that just makes me want to go see the fucking Grand Canyon. Exactly. And the one time I went to the Grand Canyon, it was so full of fog, I didn't see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and I was well, how old were you? This is when I moved back from LA. So this is oh, three, so, uh, three your years adult ago. life.
1: I was going to say, if you were a kid and your parents took you there, you probably didn't go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. They were just like, oh, look at this foggy ass hole. No, it was like
2: Carlsbad Caverns. And oh, was, you no.
1: Know.
2: <laughs> 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 no, but really, like, I went to the Grand Canyon and that was like, that's one of, that's on my bucket list. You know everybody's got things they want to see mm-hmm. and that's always been one. I love yep. natural wonders and man made wonders. I'm the kind of guy that goes to a sports stadium and just like I marvel at the construction of the stadium you right. know because there's such massive things of engineering
1: and I can and actually whatnot. understand that because I, I live in the city
2: mm-. Mm-hmm. And um, the engineering it takes to build a city is fucking crazy.
1: Oh, it's amazing, right? Like, I, I love driving down Lake Street in Chicago because yeah. you're underneath the L line and that'll drop you off on LaSalle Street and you drive down the avenue with all the tall buildings.
2: One of my favorite sites in the world is crossing Lake Street on the, on, uh, on the sorry, crossing the Chicago River on Lake Street, looking towards the lake. Yeah. That view is kick-ass.
1: Chicago really is a beautiful city. Yeah.
2: It's done. It's it's the skyline. It's It's designed well. It's engineered well. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but one of the things I love to do, I'll get bored. I'll put the kids in the car. Cause, uh, my daughter loves seeing the tall buildings, you know, she gets ice cream too. So she, that's probably part of yeah, it. Yeah, She says <laughs> but, she
2: likes the building. So she right, yeah, gets ice like, cream.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> or the cupcake ATM. Do you know what the cupcake ATM?
2: <laughs>
0: no. There that is, sounds
2: awesome.
1: There is a, uh, I think it's called sprinkles. Like that's the actual name of the chain. There's only of two of is. them. One in LA, one in Chicago where it's, it's. The front of their building next to the door is an actual cupcake ATM and it works just like an ATM. You just pick your.
2: So your this is an ACM.
1: If you will. Oh, but I they call it, cup it cupcake ATM. Yeah. It like blows everybody's mind and there's always a line to get cupcakes out of an ATM, but yeah, cupcake hmm. ATM. But to your point, like sports stadiums, um, I, I've been to a handful of Cubs games. I can't name a single player, hmm. but there's something about like, yeah, I'll take Western Avenue to Addison. And then drive down Addison. And for some reason, I just like driving past Wrigley Field. Mm -hmm. I think it's like maybe the historical significance of it. Or just the fact that it's one of the few like baseball stadiums literally in the middle of a fucking neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I drive past it. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they took the marquee off. Oh, that's kind of cool.
2: It's just cool. Like, the stadium in San Diego was fucking cool. They built it around a historical building. They
1: built it around a historical building? Like,
2: there's... It's like the corner... Like with the foul poles, like the corner of the building, oh really, and like left field, and then they built the stadium <laughs> around, it, and then you can go into that building and watch the games. Hilarious, yeah, and it's and, and it looks into downtown. Mm-hmm. It's like that view I was just describing the Chicago River. Yeah, imagine that's a street, and you're sitting behind home plate, and that's what you're looking at is through the skyline of San Diego. Really, yeah, like it's just amazing seeing stuff like that. And like I was just last night, I was having a conversation with. Uh, one of the waitresses downstairs, and um, she was talking about she was, from a small, she was from a small town. She had, like, two kind of bad experiences in Chicago. One was uh, buying streetwise yeah, and then getting followed around because they didn't you know They had to. Right. And the other was uh, somebody somebody asked her for a cigarette. She had found some money at the taste. So, found money? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it was a funny story because like, it was sitting in, like, the garbage can. It like 80 bucks really so she grabbed it and you just think starts- somebody
1: like tried to throw like a receipt out of their pocket and then they just yeah to drop, like- that had to be it because i'm guilty of that like i'll buy something i'll get a bunch of change mm-hmm. and then i'll like stuff it in my pocket instead of being you know and being too lazy to put it back in my wallet right and i've dropped it on the floor before so somebody probably just walking by not paying attention it's like oh i'm gonna get rid of this receipt and just fucking threw a wad of cash on mm-hmm. the trash can
2: it was something like that She said it was like 80 bucks so she's like Is this a prank? Where's the cameras at? Okay, snatch and run. She took off running. (laughs) Like separates from a group. So finds some like someone, like some dude or whatever, like, hey, let's go get a beer and some cigarettes. And then like buys a pack of smokes. And then this bum comes up, just like, look like decrepit. Mm -hmm. And you know, asks for a cigarette. So she pulls out three cigarettes, and then the bum lady grabs the entire pack left over and her beer. And takes off running down oh my the alley. God. <laughs> so she stuffed dead it with three cigarettes in her hand, and then she's, like, she's well, like, "Well, it's not my money. Let's go do this again." Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cigarettes in Chicago are twelve bucks a pack. What? What? What can you say? Uh, but the, the homeless lady wanted it more. That's what I said. I was like, "Yeah, you never know." But then she's like, "Oh, I'm probably never going to go to the city again." She's like, "I'm 27. I'm probably never going go to go." And I'm like, "Why? You're missing out. Like, from I,
1: where we're at right now, it's like an hour. Yeah, Less Yeah, but than an it's hour.
2: it's the intimidation and like dealing with bums and you know, un, you know, unsavory yeah. people." but it's you're missing out on so much cool stuff
1: yeah there there is a lot of uh exceedingly cool stuff in uh chicago which is funny because i actually used to be kind of one of those like anti-chicago people because my my thing was is i would always tell people i guess because i grew up like not in chicago but in proximity to chicago if that makes sense if that makes sense and,
2: um, Well, I always I always say that the the area we grew up in it's it's a small town. And it's got all of the small town stuff where it's relatively safe. There's not much going on. Right. Everybody's kind of lame, right? But anything you want to do is with is, is uh, you can day trip to do anything you want to do.
1: Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. You, you can go to Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. Chicago, any of
2: that. Chicago's stuff. and it, it's always an hour away. But my thing is, I, everything I used, in Chicago's an hour away.
1: Right. I I used to be like, well. Because when you you graduate college, everybody wants to move to the big city, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to make it big, go work downtown, be in the big city. Mm -hmm. It only happens for a small percentage. But for most people, hey, what are you going to do after you graduate college? Oh, I'm going to move to the city. I'm going to do this. And I was always like, uh, no. Like, I don't really have any desire to go to Chicago. Like, I'd rather go be a fucking beach bum in Florida. You Mm -hmm. know, like I always said that. Like, fuck it. I'll go be.
2: Which you did for a while.
1: Which I did for a while. I had the opportunity. I took it. But, um, but now that I'm older, you know, I have, I have a wife and children It's actually like, I think I actually appreciate the city more now than I would have had I been a single guy living in the city.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's because when you have a family, you do kind of different stuff when you're a single guy, like some of our podcast guests, you just kind of go to the bars and troll bitches. Right. Yeah. You you know, know? that (laughs) gets kind of old and it's like, there's a whole world of things to do out there, Tim. Right, yeah. You don't have to go to the bar and pick up girls all the time, Tim. Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com.
1: Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being
0: awesome.